Hi, this is Dr. John with Truth Unveiled. And today with our podcast, I want to start addressing the problem that we see around our planet, bringing us all together almost like a oneness out there, a unity because of the coronavirus as some are calling it, and it's affecting the world. And there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of concern. What do we do? How do we respond to this? People are going into the marketplaces, and they are buying up all that they can, storing it, afraid because they don't know what's next. When it comes to the financial aspect, jobs are being halted. Schools are closed. People are huddling in their homes. The elderly are afraid to go out, keeping the children protected, parents, worrying about the next job. Will there be enough money for the future? The stock markets are going down. What do we do? What do we say? Where do we go? Who do we turn to? Where are the men of faith? Churches are closing, not allowed to attend over 50 or more, maybe even 10 or more. What do we do? That's what I want to talk about today. I think it's very, very important that we look to God. That we look to God for our hope. That we look to God for wisdom. And I would like, just as if we were sitting across the table, talking, conversing about what to do. And what's expected out of us? How do we deal with our fears? How do we resolve this? It's a concern. And I think rightly so. And so, if you have a Bible nearby, why not grab it? Open it up to Psalm 91. I know that people are using Psalm 91 in uh, means... That is not intended. God never intended for us to use the Bible almost like some kind of genie where we rub the lantern and ask the genie for three wishes. We can't go to the Bible and use it for our own purposes and our own means. We really have to go to the Bible and see exactly what God has to say. Psalm 91 is a powerful passage. They don't know who wrote it. They think maybe Moses. Psalm 90 and 91 seem to go together, and they believe that Moses probably was the human author. But it it doesn't matter who the human author is, truly, because If you know anything about Scripture, you would know that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. 
So it's not the men that wrote the Bible that were inspired. It is the words that they pinned on paper, parchment, stone, or whatever they were writing on in those early days and today. We have the complete Bible, 66 books that allow us to understand the mind, the will of God. Everything that we need to know about God, about life, about man, about eternity, about how to find him, about comfort, everything that we need to know that God wanted us to know is there. He has provided for us all of these things so that we could see and be prepared what to do and how to do it. And so we just want to look to Scripture for comfort. And that's what I would like to do. Let's turn to Psalm 91 and find some comfort. While you're turning there, I would like to just address a little bit more about these fears, these concerns. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know all of the ins and outs behind the scenes, what truly went on, what truly goes on. But we do know this, that God is sovereign, that God is in charge, that God is the one who rules the world. So we can trust that. We can believe that. We can trust that God has a plan. We can trust that God is here and he's not silent. God is alive and he is working. He is providentially working in the hearts and lives and history of every human being. So wherever you are, whatever country you are in right now, whoever you are listening to this, there is a God. And I want to define, I want to be clear what God I'm talking about. I'm not talking about all the gods that are offered out there. I'm not talking about any God except for the true and the living God, Jehovah God. We find him through the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was actually God who became a man. And he, Christ, has declared to us what God is like. He has provided a path for us to find him. He has provided a means for us to be forgiven of our sins and to prepare for eternity. And I think that's what life is all about. You have X amount of years to prepare to meet your God. So prepare we must. I think that's what a wise man or woman would do. And we can only find the true and the living God through the person of Jesus. So I understand, yes, there are many Jesuses offered out there today. There's a Jesus of uh, people's own making. They think he's all love. And there's a Jesus of... The um, I heard uh, a lady in the United States say this Jesus or that Jesus. And we're not talking about this Jesus and that Jesus. We're only, at least I, am only talking about the Jesus of the Bible. 
Jesus Christ, who claimed, who proclaimed to be God, he demonstrated that he was God. He validated the fact that he was God by resurrecting from the dead. The Christ that I am talking about is the one that was crucified, was dead, buried, and rose again. Just so we're, we're clear, and I want you to understand that's where I'm always coming from when I'm talking about Jesus. So know that he is the creator. He is the one that sustains this world, and he's the one that we have to look to. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to be sustained. I want you to know that you don't have to fear. You don't have to let others control you. You don't have to allow what's going on to control you and put you out of commission. None of us want to go through this. None of us want to be harmed. None of us want to get sick. Certainly, I wouldn't think that at least most of us don't want to die. Most of us don't want to go through a very financial difficult time. But even in that, hear me clearly, if you lost a lot of money in the stock markets, and I know many of you have, money is not the end of the world. Money, losing all that money doesn't mean that you have to end your life. It doesn't mean that you have to be in despair. The thing I've learned about money is we can always make more. We can start from the bottom. We can start in a minus and work our way up. Many people have done that. Many people have worked their way back up from being in a devastated financial situation, and you can too. Psalm 91. Let's look at it and just see. I'm only going to read the first five verses today. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Lord Jesus, I pray right now for everyone who will listen to this podcast. Comfort them. Strengthen them. Meet their needs. Help them to look to you. Draw them to you. I pray that they'll find their way to you, God. In Christ's name, amen. So he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You know, in the first two verses, God uses four different names for himself. And I want to just look at those today. Then next time we'll pick up. So the first one, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. The word most high is the Hebrew word elyon. It means the most high God who possesses heaven and earth. God is letting us know that he is the one who possesses everything. He's the one in charge. He's the one ruling. He's the one that allows things to happen or prevents them from happening. And he says, he who dwells in the secret place. The word secret, I looked at that in several different ways with um, the Hebrew, 
different versions of the Bible. And the word secret means hiding place. It's used a lot It's secret. It's, it's a place that only certain people know about. The whole world doesn't know about how to find God. The whole world doesn't know about the secret place of God. But we can know. And the way that we find the secret place or the hiding place is to come to Christ, give our life to him, dedicate our life to Jesus Christ, become a true believer in him, and we will find that we are in his hiding place. The one who possesses everything will be our guardian. That's what this Psalm 91 is all about. God is our guardian. God is our caretaker. He's the one, if we could find him, make your way to Jesus. Find him. Trust him. Let him be the possessor of you, of your stuff, of your money, of your health. And then he says this in verse 1, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The word Almighty is the Hebrew word Shaddai. It means provision. He is the Almighty God who provides for us. I want you to look to God for your provision. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God is your provider. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Almighty who will provide for you. Look to God. Okay, maybe we will, as time goes on, lack food. Maybe we will lack money. Maybe we will lack health. That's the reality of life. Millions of people have gone through those experiences, and we may have to as well. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. The fact of the matter is it's a very difficult time right now, and we have to get a hold of ourselves. We have to stop and think about what we should do and do things in the right way. People are already fighting in the stores over products. We have to stop this. We have to start getting a hold of ourselves and doing what we need to do in the right way. And let's start looking to God, the living God, the creator of the universe, to help us. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. The word Lord in verse 2 is all caps. That means it's the word Yahweh. We call him Jehovah. He is the self-sustained God. He is the Lord of promise. He is the one who has promised to be our caretaker because he needs nothing to survive. And because he is the Almighty and he is the provider, he will sustain us. He sustains all of the world. The universe is sustained even by his word. So since he is the one who needs nothing, he has everything and he sustains us, we look to him. He is our refuge. He's our fortress. It's time that we trust him. It's time that we run into his arms, his bosom, so to speak, and trust that he's going to protect us. Listen, what's more important is it to 
be protected physically or is it to be protected spiritually? You need to trust him for your spiritual life. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust, my God. That word is the Hebrew word Elohim. It's the same word in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God. It actually is in plural form. The gods, the Godhead. The Godhead was involved in all of creation. Enough of this nonsense about evolution. Enough of this nonsense where even the Christian pastors are saying that there is theistic evolution or there's the gap theory that C.I. Schofield presented to us in the Schofield Bible. Enough of the nonsense. It is not unintelligent to believe what God said. We must testify to the true words of God. And anyone who knows the Bible and knows how to properly interpret the scriptures knows in Genesis chapter 1 that God created the world in six little 24-hour days. It was not a thousand years per day. It was no evolutionary process that God used. Take away the creation of the world that God proclaimed, and we testify against him. We break down the whole gospel. We break down the whole Bible. No, it's time now that we look to the true and the living God and believe that he is Elohim. He is the God of creation, and he has all power to do what he needs to do to help you. It's time that we stand up for truth. It's time that we stand up for what God says, and it's time that we believe these things, to trust these things. I want you to trust him. That's your job. It is God's job to take care of us in the midst of the storm. It is God's job to take us through the fires, the waters. It is your job to trust him to do it. Look to him. Run to the hiding place. Go to the secret place of God. Go to the scriptures. Let the scriptures be your anchor. That's what he says in verse 4. You shall, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings. You shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth. It's not about your truth. It's not about my truth. It's not about not having an absolute truth. We have an absolute truth. We have his truth. God's truth. Go to his word. Study it. Believe it. Cling to it. Stand on the promises of God. It's time. You want help in this perilous times? You want help in this difficult times? You want reassurance? You want to deal with your anxieties? You're going to have to start with God because no one else can take and remove those anxieties. We can help people overcome their anxieties without God, but real, true, calm, perfect peace comes from God working from the inside out through our thinking process as our mind settles on the bedrock of truth. And that is found in the Holy Scriptures. The 66 books that have been given by inspiration of God. Believe him. Trust him. I will talk more. 
I have a lot to say. God bless you.